Amen. Glory to God. Well, we're, we're still talking about dominion living. Dominion living. Praise the Lord. Uh, we trust that uh, these teachings have helped you become more dominion-minded and, and realize that uh, God doesn't want us being dominated, living under the circumstances of life, but he wants us living a life where we're ruling and reigning with Christ, uh, where we're dominating things that the enemy tries to bring into our lives. Praise God. You know, you were made for dominion. We have, we've established that, you know, every service just about from Psalm 8, of where God says we, we were made to have dominion. Made to have dominion. Over, uh, he made us to, to do that. He created us for that purpose. And so it's outside of God's purpose when we're being dominated. It's not his will, not his purpose, not his plan for our lives. And of course, Adam, you know, he, he sinned and uh, he, he, God gave him dominion, but he sinned, turned that dominion over to Satan. Satan became the God of this world. Uh, but Jesus came, thank God, God had a plan to restore man back into a place of dominion and authority. And, uh, and so God sent Jesus and Jesus paid the price, did what was necessary, triumphed over Satan. Uh, and in doing so, he restored man back into proper fellowship with God, in, into a place of righteousness and in a place of dominion where man could now rule and reign again as God had intended man to do in the beginning. Romans chapter 5, verse 17, of course, reveals that. And here in the Amplified says, because of one man's trespass, offense, death reigned through that one. Of course, that's Adam. Much more, much more, surely, will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with God, with himself reign as kings in life. Hallelujah. You know, kings are not created to be dominated over, but kings are, what do kings do? We just know that from the, from the natural kings reign. Well, you've been made a king. Amen. In Christ, through Christ. Hallelujah. So those who are in Christ are supposed to be ruling and reigning as kings in this life. Now, there are things that will hinder us from reigning, hinder us from walking in the dominion that God desires for us to walk in and made available for us to walk in in Christ. Uh, and one of those big things that we're going to address a little bit this morning, uh, let's look in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Uh, let's begin reading in verse 5, talking about the children of Israel in the wilderness, you know. Uh, and the Bible says they're an example for us. The New Testament says that. It says, most of them God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. <laughs> these, these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they lusted. Do not become idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Let, let, don't let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And one day, 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Now, let's, we're going to focus in. Those are, all, those are all areas that obviously matter, you know. And, and the Bible talks about that's an example for us today. That we don't need to be living a lifestyle where the flesh is controlling us and sin is dominating us. Because it will lead to defeat in life. But notice this, nor complain. Nor complain. As some of them also complained. And were destroyed by the destroyer. Hallelujah. So we're, we're talking about this morning, complain or reign. You want to reign, you can't complain. They don't go together. If you're going to live a life of complaining, you might as well just forget about reigning. Hallelujah. 
He said, this is an example, didn't he? <laughs> this leads to destruction, doesn't it? The destroyer coming in. It happened for the children of Israel. They spent a lot of time complaining in the wilderness. <laughs> they complained about God's taking care of them. God sent manna. He sent quail. They complained then that they didn't have watermelon. We had melons back in Egypt. They found something to complain about. They were gripers. It was part of their disposition. It's who they were. <laughs> They'd yielded to it. But how I many know we need to be careful not to yield to, to complaining? That's a, that's a work of the flesh. It's also a lack of faith. So that's why we need to be developing our faith and we need to be taking, control, be taking control and authority over our flesh and keeping our mind renewed. Hallelujah. So that we're not opening the door to the destroyer in our lives. Because complaining and raining cannot coexist. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you're not complaining, what should you be doing? You should be giving thanks. So thanksgiving is connected to reigning. Amen. Like I said, thanksgiving, it should be a lifestyle. We need to cultivate it as a lifestyle. This ought to be something not just once a year on a certain day. We say, well, let's just give thanks today. Now we're talking about a lifestyle, whether you want to reign or not. Whether we're going to keep a destroyer out of our lives or not. Hallelujah. Whether we're going to remember the Lord, acknowledge him in every aspect of our lives, every day of our lives. Because there are great benefits as a Christian. Great benefits as a Christian. When we choose to be grateful, when we choose to be thankful, when we choose to remember the good things the Lord has done for us. Amen. And we need to voice these things. Give voice to thanksgiving. Give voice to praise. And give voice to our gratitude to God. Amen. You know, Hebrews talks about the fruit of our lips giving thanks. Not just, out of, not just from your heart. Out of your lips we should be giving thanks. Thank you, Lord. Ought to be a regular thing coming out of our mouth. Amen. Throughout the day. Thank you, Father. Thank you for how you've blessed me today. Thank you for what you've done in my family. Thank you for what you're doing in my life. Remembering the things he's done and also acknowledging him at work right now in the circumstances of life. In one sense, thanksgiving and praise and, you know, giving, magnifying God, giving him adoration and acknowledging him is, is, a, is a very high expression uh, of, of, of the flow of dominion in our life. It's one of the ways dominion is expressed. It's a strong, strong part of that, how dominion will begin to flow and build momentum in our lives. Because if we cut off Thanksgiving, we're going to cut off the flow of dominion and we'll stop reigning. We'll stop reigning in different areas of our life. Because really, when you give God thanks, it's a continuous demonstration. When you're thankful all day, it's a demonstration to the devil that he cannot whip you. Amen. Glory to God. See, because you're setting some spiritual laws, spiritual principles into motion. Giving thanks is an expression of faith. It's a demonstration that you're trusting God. You're setting some laws into motion. You're expressing your faith. You're activating it by giving God thanks. Now, complaining also activates spiritual laws. Just like we saw for the children of Israel. You go back and read about it in Exodus and Numbers and, I mean, you know, all through there, you see them complaining and griping. Then you see 
that they had opened up the door to some things that were not good. They're activating spiritual laws. We activate negative spiritual laws. We open the door to the destroyer, to destruction, to the enemy. I know people don't like to hear that, but because we know we've been delivered by the power of God through the, through the blood of Jesus, you know, through the work of the cross, but yet our actions can still open the door to the enemy who's our adversary, who's out trying to steal, kill, and destroy in our lives. Because Satan still has a right to be here. His lease on the earth is not up yet. So he still tries to get in. He can't just overwhelm you, though, unless you open the door to him. And we open that door to him. One of the big areas we open the door is through our attitude, the attitude of our heart and expressing wrong attitudes. Griping, complaining, murmuring is a big area with God. It does not please him when his kids <laughs> are griping. Doesn't please him at all. You, that's throughout the Bible. Amen. See, some people wonder, why, why can't my life turn around? Why, why am I always, well, you don't have to look too far, but just under your nose. In so many cases. And I know we live in a griping generation right now. Murmuring, complaining, griping. Angry, mad. Expressing it all the time. Turn on the TV. Turn, you know, it's just somebody upset in the news. I'm somebody griping. Well, they, if they only understood that there's some spiritual laws they're tapping into that are not for their benefit. They're never going to rise above that. They'll stay there. They'll stay. You know, God will let people stay in the wilderness. He let that first generation stay there, didn't he? Forty years they stayed there. Never got out. First generation died. It took the second generation to finally go into the promised land. Because the first generation was full of gripers. Which means they, they were full of unbelief. They didn't acknowledge God and what he had done. Opened up the door to darkness and defeat. Hallelujah. It pays to keep your focus right in this area. So that you can live on the dominion side of life. So you can live on the dominion side of life. Or you can live on the defeated side of life. Where the enemy is being able to have inroads and, and, and do things that we, you really don't want. But the devil's a deceiver and he gets people using their tongue against them. See, any spiritual slouch can complain. It takes somebody with a little spirituality, with a certain level of faith growing in their life to show gratitude and be thankful. And even though you may say, well, I don't, I don't have this and I don't, I don't, this bad thing happened to me or this. And people can start pointing to things in their life of negative experience, negative circumstances. But if you don't learn by faith to tap into what's going to first keep you in the right place. Spiritually. Where. You're not letting what has happened to you determine what's going to be your future outcome. You've got to live in a place where you're not letting what's happened to you determine how your tomorrows are going to turn out. But if you tap into the complaining side of life, the defeated side, you're, you're not going to come up, you're not going to come over in the future. And come out of those things that maybe have bound you or hindered you. It's also a lack of faith on our part. When we get into this complaining, murmuring, griping realm for things that maybe have happened or things that didn't happen. 
Well, this didn't happen for me. Well, what are you going to do? Are you going to wallow in that? Are you going to try to blame God for that? When we know he's not the author of your problem. No matter what religion has tried to tell you. Well, God did that to you for a reason. No, he didn't. Not if, not if it was doing some stealing, killing, and destroying in your life. But for you to overcome in your tomorrows, you've got to begin to praise God now by faith. For what his word says is true about you now. Amen. And for what he said will connect you to a future of victory. Put up 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Here's a connector to your tomorrows of victory. Thanks be unto God. Thanks be unto God. You don't know, you don't know what else to do at the moment? Start thanking God. You're not thanking him for the bad thing because he didn't bring them. But you thank him for who he is, what his word says, and for, the, and for the reality that he is bringing triumph. <laughs> Thanks be to God who always causes me <clears throat> to triumph. I have triumph in my future. Triumph in tomorrow. I'm going to triumph and have victory next week, next month, next year. If I purpose today to activate the spiritual force of thanksgiving. If I'll be thankful now, I can have an expectation of triumph tomorrow. That's part of what Paul's revealing here. It's the spiritual reality. He says it even a, a little bit different way in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse uh, 57. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Pastor, why do you give thanks to God a lot? Well, this is one reason why right here. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Who gives me the victory? Why are you thanking God, Pastor? Because I like victory. I like staying on the victory side. Victory is reigning in life. So I give thanks because I've, it connects me. Listen, thanksgiving connects you to future victory. You just get a hold of that right here, there this morning. You may shout all afternoon. And then the next week, just just... Uh, It'll change your Thanksgiving Thursday. Praise the Lord. Because you're, th you're thanking God. You're not just, yeah, we thank him for what he's done, but we also thank him right now. Because we know we're connecting ourselves to something in our future that looks like victory. Smells like triumph. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I don't care what's gone before. I don't care what negative experiences you've had. Just thank God you learned from them. Or thank God, thank God for the good you had out of that from your past, even before. That, you, you, we're not thanking him for problems. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, in everything, give thanks. He didn't say for everything. Don't, you don't thank God for the cancer, for the disease, for the tragedy, for the car wreck. But you can thank him in the midst of any negative situation. Why do you not thank him for those? Because God didn't do them. Why would you thank him for something he didn't do? But you thank him for what he has done and his promises that are true for you now. And for what he has in your future, which is victory and triumph. See, it's the will of God. This is the will of God for you to be giving thanks in everything, in the morning, in the afternoon, 
in the evening, in the bathtub, in the bed, <laughs> in the good, in the bad, in the rough times, in the great times. What are we supposed to be found doing? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you that your word is true. Thank you that you're faithful. Thank you, Father. Thank you that I have victory. Thank you that you're leading me into triumph. Thank you that my need is met. Thank you that I have more than enough. Thank you that my body's strong, whole. Thank you that I will finish my course with joy. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Praise God. See, complaining really in essence is decreeing defeat for your tomorrows. You're decreeing defeat for your tomorrows. It's a form of confession. Because we talked about confessing the word last. This, this is almost like a part two. It ties in because of things that are coming out of your mouth. It's a form of confession when you complain and you're decreeing things about your tomorrows. You're creating a picture of defeat. You're framing defeat for your future. If only people realize that. If only Christians realize that. Don't open the door for the destroyer. But thanksgiving is an expression of faith. And it's a spiritual force that triggers dominion for your future. It triggers a place of victory that you're going to step into. It triggers triumph. It connects you to a future of triumph. No matter what's gone before where you're at right now, start giving thanks unto God. Find something in his word. Find something that he's done for you. And then start thanking him for things he's promised will be in your tomorrows. You're setting a course for dominion in your tomorrows. Living on the dominion side of life. Living in the, tapping into some supernatural blessing for your for your life. See, a life of complaining is the enemy's program for your destruction. But a life of thanksgiving is God's program for your future reigning. <laughs> oh, praise God. Praise God. And if you'll stop complaining, start thanking, things will start turning around because you get God involved. Oh, but pastor, I lost my job. Oh, this, this COVID and all this stuff, all these bad things have been happening. Why don't you start thanking God? God will get you a better one. You, you start thanking God, he can turn some things around. You start thanking God, but if you keep complaining, you're not going to rise above that. You're, in, you're, you're operating in some spiritual law and principles that will open the, the, open the door for the destroyer. To keep you from reigning. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But my t I got this terrible old clunker of a car. Well, it, well, you need to start thanking God even in everything. While you're in the clunker, clunking around. I've been there. I'm sitting there thanking God. Father, I thank you. I've got a, I, you've got a nicer car for me. I thank you, Father. You've got better wheels for me. I'm not going to have these breakdowns all the time. I, I, did, I learned this years ago. Start thanking God. Learn how to thank, thank you, Lord, praising God in spite of what I had right now. It's the only way to get better and have things better for God to bring you better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. This is part of the flow of dominion in your life. 
Don't be, don't be walking around here. Why isn't God moving for me? No, you're, you're decreeing thing. That's a part of, that's a form of complaining because it's a lie. You're exercising unbelief. So you're tapping into the, the, the enemy's lies and you're, and you're giving him a blueprint for your destruction with the words of your mouth and the attitude of your heart. Amen. Amen. Psalm 50 verse 14 in the amplified version says, offer to God the sacrifice of thanksgiving. So that, and, and we can say it from this standpoint. It's not always easy to start just giving God thanks. It's a sacrifice. You have to put your flesh under. You have to take a step of faith. Make it a sacrifice. Lord, I'm going to praise you and thank you. In spite of, in spite of what it what I've been experiencing lately. Amen. Then he says in verse 23, he who brings an offering of praise and thanksgiving honors. Did you realize thanksgiving honors God? Because it recognizes he's the one doing the good things in your life. And it glorifies him. And what does the Bible say about honor? God said, you honor me, I'll honor you. If you honor God with thanksgiving, he'll honor you with provision, your needs met, increase in your life, favor in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he'll demonstrate his salvation or deliverance to you. When you offer him thanksgiving, when you offer him thanksgiving. See, thanksgiving gets his presence operating on, on your behalf. You know, the psalmist also said in Psalm 100, you know, verse four, enter his gates with thanks. That means the presence of God. You come into his presence. You get God's presence activated on your behalf. You get him working in you and your circumstance with thanksgiving and praise. Hallelujah. When you bless his name, magnify him in the good and in the bad. When it's in the tough time or in the great time, have a heart of thanksgiving. See, moaning and groaning is acting like God's not on the throne anymore. Griping and complaining is acting like there is no deliverer. But God said, I'll deliver you, show you my salvation when you give me thanks. But if you're going to complain and gripe, you won't get to see the salvation or the deliverance. <clears throat> You shut it off. You've opened the door for the destroyer. Amen. Going back to first Corinthians again, 10, you know, that's what he said. You open the door. Just it's an example for us. Complaining opens the door for the destroyer. You can't get around that. <laughs> Hallelujah. In other words, you can't try to say, well, that's not true. No, it is true. This is truth. It's spiritual law. The devil knows when he gets a doorway and he jumps in on it. May not be overnight, but he'll eventually, if you, if you, if you live this kind of life, if you're inclined to be a griper and don't ever turn that around, repent of it and get back and get back in the, and start getting into the realm of giving God thanks. God's merciful. He'll allow us to make changes but we're the ones that with our own mouth can activate spiritual principles and laws that will work in our lives, positive and negative. And we can't blame God for things when that's the case. Faith gives thanks. Listen, faith gives thanks before it even sees a manifestation. That's why it's an expression of thanksgiving. It's a releasing or activating of your faith in God. And it connects you Always remember, Thanksgiving connects you to future victory. <laughs> As we said from 2 Corinthians 2 and 1 Corinthians 15, it connects you. So just know right when I, if I, if I'll just start thanking God, I'm connecting to, to some victory that's going to be ahead in my tomorrows. Uh, I, had, I knew a wonderful man of God, Doc Horton. We called him Doc Horton. He was a he was an instructor at Raymond while I was there as well, uh, 
teaching at Raymond at the school. And we would go out to lunch on, you know, instructors would go out to lunch on a regular basis. And so we got, always got to hear some of the stories. Doc, Doc, Doc was a, he was one of the, he was one of our elder guys there. He's the oldest guy in our, uh, of, of the teaching staff at that time. And he, uh, uh, he always just had some wonderful stories of his days of Pentecost and as a young pastor and all. But, uh, but he also had a story and it actually made it into a book. And uh, I, I remember him talking about this and, uh, but he, when he, he was like a, the youngest in his family, he was in South Georgia, grew up, uh, like in a farmer's uh, home. And he, um, but he was the youngest of like 10 kids, most of them boys. And so he was kind of the run of the litter, you know, he was a little guy. He was kind of a short guy anyway, but he said they had, and, and his mama would serve like at least once a week would serve these, you know, just these homemade fluffy, you know, from scratch biscuits, you know, he would describe them and, and, uh, you know, then just how great they were, the syrup and the sorghum, all that, whatever you wanted to use. But he just would always talk, he would, he would talk about how great they were. But he said, so those, when those biscuits were served, they usually a big old platter, but they always went pretty fast, you know, with a big group of kids, you know. But he said they had a rule in the family that when it got down to one biscuit, it didn't matter where you were sitting at the big table. You could be, it could be like seven or eight people between, seven or eight other siblings between you and the platter of biscuits. He said, once it got down to one, the, the, the first person that said, thank you for the biscuit. <laughs> That's the title of his book. Thank you for the biscuit. The first one that says, thank you for the biscuit. No one else could grab for it. No one else could put their hand on it. That guaranteed that that individual got the last biscuit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His thank you connected him to the last biscuit. (laughs) he knew future in his immediate future he gets to taste the last biscuit so he was always mindful of that he said because he was a little guy anyway so I always watched till he got down to that last biscuit thank you for the biscuit thanking God connects you you know the the Bible says healing is what the children's bread or biscuit <laughs> Hallelujah. So you can, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what you feel like, no matter what the doctor's report is, no matter what, if you'll start thanking God for the biscuit, thanking God that you're healed, thanking God for, for the victory that's yours, whether it's in the healing realm or financial realm or whatever you're prayer request or need is start thanking God for the answer faith thanks God for the answer before the answer ever begins to show up or manifest and that connects you to the future victory of it that you're going to experience it that you're going to taste it glory to God glory to God how many of you need healing in your body today well, let's just take a moment, start thanking him for it. Thank him for it right now. Thank you, Father, for our healing. Thank you, Father, that you healed our bodies 2,000 years ago. Father, we thank you that healing is the children's bread. So, Father, we thank you that by Jesus' stripes, our bodies are strong. We're healed. We're whole. We believe it. We receive it. And we thank you for it. And we'll continue to thank you for it. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you that I'm delivered. Thank you that I'm free. Thank you that I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How I many we need to believe these things? Again, it's a, Thanksgiving is an expression of your faith. 
When somebody does something for you, what do you do? You say, thank you. You're acknowledging it. You're acknowledging that Jesus paid the price for you to be well, whole, healed, blessed, free from anything that binds you. Glory to God. So we give thanks and that connects us because those that give thanks, he causes to triumph. A life of victory, a life of reigning is linked directly to an expression of thanksgiving and a life of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. That's his will for you. In everything, give thanks. The will of God. Ephesians 5.1 says, be, be followers of God or be imitators. That word in the Greek followers is imitation. It's, you know, it, it means we're act like him. Well, God's a faith God, isn't he? We know God's not a griper or a complainer. Amen. And he goes on to say in verse four of that, of that, he said, he's talking about our words. These are the type of words that don't need to be coming out of our mouth. Filthiness, foolish talking, jesting, which are not convenient. In other words, they don't work on your behalf. They don't work for you. They work against you. But rather, this is what ought to be coming out of a child of God's mouth who's, at, who's, who's a follower of God. Giving of thanks. Giving of thanks, giving of thanks. Hallelujah, we're to act like our Father does. That's part of the flow of dominion. That's part of the flow of, of, of reigning in this life is being thankful, being grateful. Thankful for what the Lord has done for us. You know, we just need to, at times, just be, continue to be thankful. Just thank God for what he has done for us. I mean, we're also, we're talking about faith gives thanks for what it believes, you know, is believing for and expecting future victory. But part of this is an attitude that will just, that needs to pervade our lives. And that begins first by finding something you can be thankful for every day that he's already done for you. Because again, we live in a generation of ingratitude being expressed. And the Bible says that's part of the last days. If you read 2 Timothy chapter 3, one of the attributes listed among all, all the terrible things mentioned said unthankful. And that doesn't mean just because you forgot to say thank you to the waitress for refilling your coffee. It just, it means, it just means you have an attitude in life that you're not, you, don't, you don't recognize God's work in your life and the fact that Everything you have and are is because God is gracious, good, and kind to you. <laughs> oh, my, 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 my. Every benefit you have, any little thing that's good, we need, we need to train ourselves. That, Lord, thank you for that. What we might consider little. Lord, thank you for that. Hallelujah. Bible says, forget not, Psalm 103, two, forget not all his benefits. How do we not forget we're thankful? See, a forgetful person's unthankful. Praise God. We're to be thankful. Make it a lifestyle. See, some people think, I, I have what I have uh, I've, you hear this phrase sometimes. Somebody says, well, I'm a self-made man. Well, then why'd you make yourself so ugly? <laughs> you ain't no self-made man. Nobody's a self-made man. That's idiotic. Any, any gift you have, any capacity you have to do anything with your mind or with your body is because God has been incredibly kind and gracious to you. Any talent you have. You know, I like athletics and all, and I like to follow certain athletes, but I don't like following guys that are haughty. 
that act like they're, they're the end all be all and they, and they're like, they, they, they're the ones, they're training all they, all their hard work is why they have what they have. And that's not just true in that realm. It's true in any arena, whether it's business or, you know, or, or, or whatever. But I don't like seeing that kind of hardiness and pride because it means they're ungrateful. And they don't recognize that God is the very reason they can do anything they're doing. <laughs> anything they're doing. You know, Psalm 124, I like this in verse 1. Uh, said, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled. In other words, we'd have been whipped in a moment. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have won any battle, any victory if it hadn't been for the Lord being on our side. <laughs> I think about my life. If it hadn't been the Lord, for the Lord watching out for me. I did a lot of stupid things where I could have easily been dead right now. As a young man, young person. I, I, could, I could name many times the Lord protected me and I'm like, how did I survive that? If it hadn't been for the Lord. If it hadn't been for the Lord. <laughs> we can look at all of our lives as if it hadn't been for the Lord. Oh, and, and, the, and the fact that he's on my side. He's on my side. Glory to God. You and I wouldn't even be here. We'd, uh, you'd be, or you'd be so bound, you'd be broke, you'd be, you'd be busted and disgusted and on your way to hell if it hadn't been for the Lord being on your side. Even giving you the capacity to, to have a job, to get an education, to do the things. To, it's all because the Lord has been good to you. Don't you dare start taking credit for things. But I deserve, you don't deserve nothing but hell. I deserve it. No, you don't. You don't. It's by grace that you get anything. Even Jesus humbled himself to the point and said, without, without, without the Father, I can do nothing. And he was the only perfect man that ever lived. But it was, he knew it was by God's power, God's grace, God's ability when he humbled himself and became a man. So don't you dare talk about how you deserve this and you deserve that. You deserve bondage and hell because of the sin nature of man. The fact that we were, the Bible says, while we were yet enemies, we were enemies to God. But because God loved us so much and had kindness and mercy on us, he sent his son to pay the price, bring us life, bring us out. Oh, but, 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 but that's not fair. What, that, what happens for them and it doesn't happen for me, that's not fair. You know what fair is? Fair is a, is a place where pigs go to get ribbons. That's what's fair. That's what fair is. Welcome to planet Earth. Life is not fair. It's just not fair. Don't be talking that way. That's complaining. It's a, it's a form of, it's a deceptive form. People start feeling sorry for themselves. Not fair. You're entering into a spiritual arena here that's not going to be for your benefit, for your blessing. Oh, God is always just and fair. And if you'll stand on his word and start giving him thanks, amen, start giving him thanks and praise for his word. He is just, he'll, he'll connect you to future triumph just like he said.
See, that's how he's just. He always performs his word. He'll bring you out of your difficulty. He'll cause you to rise above and make you the head and not the tail. Where other people will be the tail and they'll go, that's not fair. But he'll make you the head and you recognize it's not because I'm so brilliant, smart. It's not because of my spit and grit and wit. Because it's not by your spit, grit and wit. It's because God's good and he's faithful and he'll do what he said he would do. And he'll bring you into a higher place and a blessed place. No matter what the world says has to be your, your lot and your portion. Who cares what the world says? If God says something else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, pastor, you're taking away my excuses. Absolutely. The word kind of does that to us, doesn't it? Because we like to have natural excuses. Why, why I can be a victim. Why I'm under the circumstance. Why nothing ever goes right for me. And I say that with compassion because I know people, they feel that and and they're hurt. And maybe they have, they've experienced some very negative circumstances. But how are you going to get out? See, my, my, my heart, my desire, what, what gets me fired up is trying to help people come up and come out and come over, not stay down, not be a victim, but a victor. Well, how are you going to be connected to future victory? One way, one of the key ways is you're not a complainer, but you're a person who gives thanks. Thank God. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord. See, you can thank your way right out of some things. You can thank your way right out of defeat into victory. I believe that because it's an expression of your faith. You know, one thing the Bible says also about, you know, I mentioned, I know we talk about faith as an expression of thanksgiving. That's one of the big benefits. There's another one. It'll take... Thanksgiving will keep you out of a place of darkness and confusion. See, complaining will take you into darkness and confusion. That's why so many people, they live in a cycle of defeat and a cycle of of complaining because they're in a place of darkness. They don't see things because they've been ungrateful. The Bible says there's a spiritual reality that comes. Romans chapter 1, verse 20. Let's look at that. He's talking about those that don't acknowledge God here. Even though God has revealed himself. See, the invisible things from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. So they're without excuse. You realize nobody on the planet is without excuse, has an excuse that they, that when they say, I don't believe there's a God. No, dummy. You're without excuse. You get to stand before God. You can't make that excuse. Just by looking at creation, you know there's got to be a creator. If you've got any sense, unless you're in darkness, then you start seeing things wrong. You're vain in your mind. He goes on to say, because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. They didn't acknowledge God, did not appreciate God. You realize what? If you don't appreciate God, your life will depreciate the blessings of your life will depreciate. The good things in your life will depreciate if you don't appreciate God. When they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were, thank- neither were thankful. Neither were thankful. Neither were thankful. This is a big thing. This is a big thing right now in this age because you've got... You've got People that have made, because he goes on, we don't, we're not going to get into some of this, talks about they, they begin to worship the creation instead of the creator. you got people right now that worship the climate, worship the earth, worship the environment. That's a, they made that their idol, they made it their God. That's because they become vain in their imaginations. And they've gotten dark in their hearts because they no longer acknowledge God. They'd rather acknowledge what God created and not, and, but not acknowledge that God did it. Instead, they worship it. It's a religion now. It's a form of religion. It's a form of worship 
We see it all the time around the world. Even the Pope himself. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. It's out of his mouth, not mine. Out of his mouth, not mine. You start revealing who you worship by what you talk about all the time. And what you put your adoration toward. Hallelujah. I may get canceled for this by somebody. I don't care. As long as I'm not canceled by God, I could care less what the world says or, or big tech or whoever. But put that back up there, that verse 21 again. I want you to see this. They became vain. See, this Thanksgiving keeps you in a place of light where you're seeing right. In fact, if you've been in confusion, one thing you need to start doing is start thanking God. Because one revelation of why you've been in confusion and darkness and not seeing things correctly is because you haven't been acknowledging God in your life with thanksgiving. Because when they stopped being thankful, they became vain in their imaginations. Vain. That means they, they, got, off, uh, they got off into a dark place. Uh, that word vain, it means empty and distorted and unsound. You know, the Bible says we've been given a sound mind in Christ, right? But listen, Christians can become unsound if they stop thanking God, acknowledging him and giving him the glory, giving him the credit, <laughs> honoring him in their life. They can step into a place where they're vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was dark. See, darkness enters in to lives that are unthankful. So that's a second benefit to, for you to walk in greater light and revelation of the word of God, revelation of God, just be thankful. And maybe you don't see something right now, start thanking God that you see it, that you have a spirit of wisdom and revelation, that you see the things you need to see and starting thanking him ahead of time that you do see it because he's the one who dispenses wisdom and understanding. So you can honor him and thank him. Father, I thank you that you, you give that wisdom to me that I need every day. You'll find yourself becoming more full of light and walking in greater revelation in your life. See, even if I don't see something right now, I start thanking God. I see it. I don't sit there and say, Oh, I just don't see nothing. I'm just so blind and I'm just so confused. I don't talk that way. I go the opposite way. I say, thank you, Lord, I see it. Thank you, Lord, I know it. I know what I need to know. I have your wisdom, and I walk in it. See, Thanksgiving also, let me mention this, another benefit real quick. Thanksgiving is a trigger for the supernatural. It's a trigger for the supernatural to begin operating in your circumstances. It's a trigger for the miraculous. It's a doorway into some things where God moves and works in a mighty way. John chapter six, remember the, the boy with the two loaves and fishes, you know? <laughs> he brought the Captain D's lunch to, 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 the, to the revival, you know? What did Jesus do when he took those few loaves and he saw a multitude in need of, of uh, sustenance? What's the first thing he did? He gave thanks. That was a trigger. That, that he knew that he knew something about giving thanks triggers multiplication, triggers the miraculous. It was a doorway to some things happening that brought provision, supernatural provision for the people. Amen. Then, of course, it was multiplied. You know, it was a catalyst for supernatural increase. Remember the 10 lepers. We're not going to look at this. Uh, you know, it's in Luke 17 and other places in, in the Gospels. But uh, remember the 10 lepers? They were cleansed by, the Bible says, they were cleansed. Jesus said, go, go, you know, show yourself to the priest. And, and the Bible says, they were cleansed as they went. But remember one of them, he came back. One of them came back. What did that one do when he came back? He gave thanks. He gave thanks. Of course, Jesus said, where are the other guys? You know, where are the other nine? And they didn't come. One reason, one reason why Jesus wanted that, he knew that if they would acknowledge him and give thanks to him, more could happen for him. 
Because Jesus told this one, he said, not only are you cleansed, but you've been made whole. Those are two, cleansed and made whole are two different Greek words. Something more happened. See, those first nine were cleansed. All of them were cleansed. That means they no longer had leprosy. But how many of you realize leprosy destroys your skin and, and makes, causes like fingers to be gone. And it was a horrible disease. When this man, when Jesus said, you're made whole, I believe that if he had an ear that was eaten up, that ear came back. There was a wholeness that happened in his body that didn't happen in the other night. Because Thanksgiving was a trigger. Trigger to the supernatural, trigger to more. See, Thanksgiving positions you for more. More of the power of God, more of the presence of God, more of the provision of God. It's just a biblical principle. It's not just me yapping about this. This this is the word of God. It'll cause more to come to pass in your life. Hallelujah. (laughs) Just like complaining is a catalyst for less. Because it opens the the door for defeat and destruction. But thanksgiving keeps you in the flow of reigning and living in dominion and connects you to future victory. Always. He always causes us to triumph. Thanks be to God. 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 I'm going to reign in life because I'm going to live a life of thanksgiving. I'm going to walk in dominion of, in life. One reason why is it, it's not the only thing, but it's an important thing. It's because I'm purposing to keep my heart and mouth acknowledging God and his faithfulness in my life, his word in my life, his provision in my life, his goodness in my life. I'm going to express it no matter what I'm going through now, because I know if I give thanks, I'm connecting. I'm connecting. Thanks be to God who gives me the victory. My future victory is connected to my present thanksgiving. Spiritual law. You can bank on it. Your situation will turn around. You're going to get more of what God says is true for you and about you. You're going to, have, you're going to see the, the uh, you're going to spark, see a trigger to greater miracles and, and the supernatural at work in your life, in your body, in your family, in your circumstances. I don't care if you have a, a child that's gone astray. You need to spend your time. Thank you, Lord. You're not thanking him that they're straying. You're thanking him because you know they're coming back. You know, uh, you, you know that you've claimed them for the kingdom and you know that your whole household, you can believe God for salvation. So you're thanking God ahead of time. You're thanking God now because you're connecting to future deliverance and victory in your family. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here this morning, you've never received Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior. God has a life for you that's beyond your dreams, beginning on this earth and then beyond, into heaven for eternity. The greatest life possible is a life lived with God because it's a life uh, of overcoming love, overcoming power, overcoming grace, provision, help. Things that we need in this life is available. But it starts and begins with acknowledging you need a Savior, acknowledging that there is a God and you need him. There is a Savior and you need to receive him. Acknowledge God's word and wisdom in this and receive Jesus today. Don't get, don't allow pride because pride is the opposite of thanksgiving. Pride is connected 
to, to the murmuring and complaining. Pride is, is, is a fool's errand. Pride will send you to hell thinking you're smarter than God in his word. But if you've never received Jesus, humble yourself right now. Make him your Lord and your Savior. Receive Jesus right now. If you're online, just receive him right now. Say, Father, I need Jesus and I thank you. I call on the name of Jesus right now as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Father, for saving me that I'm now a born-again child of God because I believe Jesus died for me and rose from the dead for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you made that confession online, if you desired that, give us a call. Let somebody know. Tell somebody that's another Christian of, that, of the decision you made today. If you're here in this service and you'd like to just have that confirmed in your life, just raise your hand. We'd like to confirm it with you this, this morning. Just confirm that I've made Jesus my Lord and Savior. Most of the people I know here are, are born again. They're children of God. I, I recognize most everybody here. So I know you're born again children of God. But there may be one. I just wanted to make sure. It hasn't made that most important decision yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody stand up. Everybody stand up here. Now, what, what, what I want to do here before we go, some of you have something. You have something in your life that needs to either turn around, needs to change. You've been a little concerned about it. You may have even yielded, God forbid, you may have, been, you may have yielded to your flesh and you started griping about it. Or complaining a little bit. Well, join the planet. We've all missed it there, okay? Don't get condemned. Aren't you glad for the blood of Jesus? Thank God it cleanses us. And we can turn, we can change. But I want us to make, start making the connection to our victory in that area of our life right now before we go. I want, you, I want you to start doing this. We're going to do something here for just a few, couple of moments before we leave. We're just going to start giving God some thanks. And I don't, know, I don't know what the area is in your life you need to start giving him thanks for. It may be in your family. It may be in your finances. It may be in your body. It may be you know, on your job. It may be just some area where you need victory. You need a turnaround. Or you've been frustrated. You've been, you felt like complaining about why things haven't turned or haven't changed. That's not going to get you anywhere in God. It's not going to connect you to future victory. What's going to get you to future triumph and victory? Thanks be unto God who gives to me the victory, who always causes us to triumph. That connects me. It's an act of your faith. You're connecting to future triumph and victory turn around in your life. If you've got God's promise on something and you know that promise, you know what God's word says, I want you to take a moment. Let's just start giving him thanks. Thank him for that victory in your life. Thank him. Give him lift your voice and give him thanks this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. It is a good thing to give thanks. The psalmist said. You know, David let me just say this. David never lost a battle as the king of Israel. Every day he would go into the sanctuary 10 different times. The Bible reveals this in different, pla in different places. Three times, three times a day he would go in just to pray. But seven times a day he would go in and just offer thanks and appreciation to God. One thing that did, it connected him to winning every battle. It wasn't because he was so strong or powerful and even when he beat Goliath, it wasn't because he was such a big stud. It's because of the anointing on, those, on, on the sling and on the, it's because of the power of God, right? It wasn't by his power, his great, great ability. Well, you're not going to win the battles in your life because you're such a super duper cool dude. So smart, so sharp. It's not by your wit, grit and spit. 
It's by his grace, it's his anointing, it's his power. It's because you recognize him and acknowledge him and honor him, thank him and remember him. And you're thankful, thankful. So keep setting yourself up for future victories and battles. So that when you'll step right into something tomorrow and the next day, you'll step right into it like, like a hand in a glove. And you'll go, wow, I stepped right into that victory. That, that was almost like that victory just fell on me. It's because you put yourself in position for one thing, but it's, it's all because of him. He gets all the glory, but you did your part and you acknowledged him with thanksgiving. You didn't forget the benefits, but you gave him thanks and praise in the midst of the difficult times. Hallelujah. And listen, there's some that have lost things, been painful things, difficult challenges. And I know in recent times we've had difficult, many have had difficult challenges with some of the things that have come into the earth. But I, but I, but I had this in my heart for you as well today, this morning, that God's got some things for your tomorrows that are going to blow your mind. Some of you that have been through some of the most difficult things. God's got some things ahead for you. Just don't get your heart and mouth directed the wrong way. Stop looking at yourself. Don't get focused on yourself and the problems in the past. But get your focus on him. And get your gratitude right. And some wonderful things are going to be coming to pass for you. As a word I had kind of for people that have face some really difficult things. I could name some of you, but I don't. But if, and if it just qualifies, the thing is it qualifies for all of us to a measure, but I wanted to focus on some of you that have been through the ringer a little bit and know, hey, God's, he's gonna, he's <laughs> because the devil wants to make you think it's over for you. Or God doesn't, he, that wouldn't have happened to you if God really loved you. No, he's a liar. God's got more than you could imagine coming ahead for you. Hallelujah. It's going to cause you to be a blessing, be blessed and be a blessing in ways to the kingdom of God that you didn't even know you could be. That's just what I had in my spirit about that. Well, let's give him thanks one more time. Father, we thank you. We praise you. Thank you for your miracles. Thank you for your healings. Thank you for showing yourself mighty and strong to us. Thank you for your great grace upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah.